Hello, Colorado. This is Philip Jordan with I Love Colorado Beer. I Love Colorado Beer is your place to get great beer gear, including t-shirts, koozie sweatshirts, hats, and much more. Just go to ilovecoloradobeer.com. Today on our show, we have James and Sarah from Former Future Brewing. Hi, I'm Sarah Howitt, founder and community builder. I'm James Howitt, founder and chief beer officer at Former Future. So when did the idea for Former Future begin? It began uh, about two, early 2012, before we got married. Um, we, over many beers and margaritas and other beverages, uh, started talking about the idea of opening a brewery. We kind of fell in love with beer um, in September when we went down to um, a small brewery in Santa Fe, actually. We kind of came across it. And that's kind of where the idea began, that this could even be a possibility. Are you guys native to Colorado? Yes. I'm not. not. So which one of you guys brew? Uh, I, well, I'm, I'm in charge of production stuff. Okay. Um, we have another person that works for us that does a lot of the actual physical production. I write all the recipes um, and manage production side. Sarah does a lot of, like, marketing, manages the tap room, sales. does sales. Awesome. So how long has Former Future been here and open to the public? Since February of 2014. Excellent. How many people do you guys have working here? Just two, two, including us. So No, not including us. No, two. Four people total. Yeah, two, us. two excluding you guys. You got it, you got it. So four total. Yeah, We're all good. <laughs> <laughs> so Former Future, that's um, out of all the breweries in Colorado to try to find a name, I know it might be a little bit hard and difficult. How would you come up with Former Future? Um, so, long story short, we were kind of in love with uh, the idea of craft cocktails and speakeasies at the time, and uh, James has a microbiology background and wanted to take historical recipes or styles and kind of find a way to reinvent them, so that's where it came from. So it's, a, it's kind of a dual thing, whereas um, people have a lot of ideas about what former future means, and none of them are wrong, but we, we initially thought of it as... In the past, people had an idea of what the future would be like, and it was not accurate. And so even you look at, like, Back to the Future with the hoverboard, everybody's like, where's my hoverboard? Because we're supposed to have it by now or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, or you look at, like, Victorian ideas, that we would have steam-powered, you know, airships and stuff. Yeah. Um, and none of those things came to pass. So those are all the former future um, is the idea, basically. That's pretty cool. What other names were floating around, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, well, did the district? Yeah, so district or the district district brewing company, um, which we saw somebody was gonna do up in Oregon. Okay. Um, and to my knowledge, that never happened. So we probably could have done that, uh, but we did. It was already spoken for, is the point. So somebody had had you know talked about online how that was what they were gonna open, and they had a website or something. Well, it's a good thing because cheers for former future. Yeah, then. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, what were some of the challenges you experienced? Um, did you guys start smaller scale and then grow, or leading up to opening, or after opening? Um, let's start with leading up to opening. Yeah, so leading up to opening, we did start smaller scale in that we brewed um, one barrel batches at another brewery in North Denver um, in sort of a sort of an alternating proprietorship or contract arrangement, um, so that we could have legal beer um, that we could sell or serve to people. Um, so we did that, and we did a couple of tastings. Um, a couple at our house and one big one at uh, a hotel presidential suite downtown, which was really cool. We had about 100 people come through, um, and we sold tickets. The tickets sold out. Well, we didn't sell tickets. We, they're sold free tickets. 
free tickets, uh, but they were gone in like... 90 seconds. Yeah, a few seconds. Awesome. Uh, 100 tickets, which was pretty cool for us. Yeah. Um, and that was a great thing. And some of those same people that went to that initial tasting at the Presidential Suite of the Oxford Hotel still are, now they're our regular customers in the tap room. Um, and so from there, obviously, we, at that point, we're already looking for a place to put our brewery. We hadn't found it yet. Um, and then a few months later, we did find it. We decided to open with a four-barrel brew house. Um, and since then, we've grown and expanded to we have uh, more larger fermenters. So we have three four-barrel fermenters and one 16-barrel fermenter. So I see that you guys have um, the pots back there. For Did you guys start off smaller than in that at all? What do you use those for? Um, so that's kind of a... Um, we basically... This is sort of a former future, but we, we essentially have two breweries. Um, so we have former future brewing company, which is the tap room. Yep. Uh, we make some sour beers, but mostly clean beers, uh, almost all on draft, and just focus on the Denver market. Um, we also have a, a brewery called Black Project Spontaneous and Wild Ales, which is 100% sour beers. They're all um, spontaneously fermented, which means, or they're using wild yeast um, that's truly wild. So. We use those big pots. They're 75-gallon stock pot, basically, um, each. And we can put both of them together, and we put them on the roof and let boiling work cool overnight. Use that to capture wild yeast. And then we don't pitch any other yeast or microbes. We ferment with just that. And so all of those beers are made with truly wild cultures, um, meaning they actually came from the outside air, not from a lab. And you serve those here? We don't serve those here. Just bottles. Those are only in bottles. Where can you find those? Uh... Right now, we're selling them. We do one-day releases in the tap room, um, and they basically sell out that day. Do you um, guys have it on your website when they're coming? or? So, like I said, it's a truly separate brewery, so um, blackprojectbeer.com is the website for that project. Awesome. Um, so as we move, I mean, it's likely that within the next 12 months that that project will have its own facility um, completely separate from here. It's very cool. It's a very different model of how to do things and how to sell things. The, uh, last year at GABF, we won a GABF medal in experimental. We won a bronze for our first cool ship beer. Awesome. Um, so that's kind of how that's been able to grow and expand. Are you guys heading both of these then? I mean, you're the brewer yeah. at, at both of these. Yeah, I actually, so I, I brew maybe only about 10% of the batches at former future actually physically produce them. Um, I write all the recipes. At Black Project, I produce probably ninety percent of the of the work. Um, Very cool. So, yeah. Awesome. Do you uh, do you ever work with anybody to on your recipes, or is it all is it all your recipes um, kind of original from scratch? Or? It's pretty much just me. Um, we'll tweak it and revise it. Um, definitely with input input from Mitch, who's our kind of like brewer. Absolutely. Um, and so <laughs> he will, you know, he and I'll sit down and we'll revise it a little bit. Say let's let's make this a little less sweet. Adjust the mash temperature a little bit. Let's uh, change the bittering hops. You know, do stuff like that. And Sarah gives good input in that way too. She's not real well versed in recipe design, but she can give us really good. Um, she's got a really good palate and can give us really good feedback on what she's perceiving in the beer. And then we can kind of take that knowing how to design recipes and tweak tweak those things. So let's go back into your personal story. Mm-hmm. Um, way back before, I heard you talk about the one barrel systems that you had. Um, did you ever do in-home brewing? Yeah, I started home brewing in 2005. Um, Were you using extract or... Yeah, so I, I lived in Fort Collins. I went to CSU for college. 
and I went to this place called Hops and Berries, which is a home brewing store. Uh, I think it's owned by the same people that own Equinox Brewing now. Um, it's right next door, or was right next door. And I went down there and uh, got the whole setup, and I just, like, really on the spur of the moment, I didn't even drink beer, really, at that time. Huh. Um, but I was really interested in the process, and I was interested in the microbiology of it. So I went out and got an extract kit to make a, a new Belgian fat tire clone. Um, awesome. It was actually really interesting. So I don't, I'm not associate, I don't associate with most of the people I went to college with because they've all kind of moved on. <laughs> yep. Nothing wrong with them, but just yep. different crowd down here in Denver. And uh, one of my friends from college was up here in the tap room for the first time last weekend. Last weekend. His name is Joel. And uh, I had my first craft beer, which is what made me starting to like beer, planted that seed in his garage back in probably 2005. And then I brewed this fat tire clone, and he's one of two people other than myself who ever drank my first homebrew bash. So it was pretty cool to have it come full circle and have this guy here who <laughs> drank my first extract fat tire clone, which, you know, I followed the directions really well and did everything that you're <laughs> supposed to do, so I'm sure it was okay, but, I mean, I don't know. Do you remember your first all-grain batch? Yeah, I started doing all-grain uh, in a tiny apartment in Capitol Hill. So I, I, I homebrewed off and on for a while, and then I took probably a couple of years off of it. Um, and then Sarah and I started kind of like rediscovering craft beer, and I started homebrewing pretty maniacally. So I was homebrewing like almost every weekend when I could. Did you do kegels at that time, or did you? Um, you? No, I, no, so I was actually doing, I had a, actually had a blog at one point called One Gallon Homebrew. So I was doing one gallon all grain batches uh, huh? in, a, in a, a mash bag. <laughs> Um, because I, my apartment was so small and I had a really crappy electric range. Um, then we moved to a house, and within a month, I had completely gotten it full on all grain, twelve gallon pots. Uh, I've only I think the biggest batch I ever did was eight gallons, just because I liked I liked brewing so much that eight gallons was a lot of beer. Sure. So <laughs> when you started going all grain, did you start doing the scientific method, or did you kind of do trial by error? Oh, I did the scientific method. Okay. Um, with the he's a microbiologist. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so, I mean, I was, I was researching. I was, like, fully in on, you know, different the in, different enzymatic action and, like, different ways that could affect it. And, like, pretty quickly after I was doing uh, all-grain brewing, I was teaching this online home-brewing course to, like, 500 people. On Reddit. Um, and, like, yeah, it was through Reddit. And I was doing, like, these, like, pretty in-depth articles that I wish I still had about, like, yeast, yeast, metabolism and like enzymatic action and like it was way way too much for a home brewer for sure um but like i probably could have started a book based on that honestly like i wrote like four or five pages about you know alpha amylase or something like just just insane um i get hooked nerd. on something and like i really 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 nerd out um I, awesome. I wish i still had enough time to do that to that degree but i don't so. so do you do trials at all now? I mean, or is it all is it, or is it still just that hardcore? We'll see how it goes. Though. Yeah, we. I mean, we, uh, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like your black project also kind of explores the creative side a little bit more. For sure, and that's different. It's interesting because it's uh, not to get like Fifty Shades of Grey on it, but it's to me it's exciting because it's like a loss of control. Yep. So for the rest of it, I'm like super into like, well, we'll use this yeast and like, how's the yeast doing and like. You know, controlling temperature and a couple degrees difference in temperature doesn't make a difference in the flavor of the, of the fermentation character from the yeast. Um, and I think it does. And we, you know, we slowly try to work on those things um, and control those variables as close as we can. Black Project is 
I give up basically all of the fermentation character in a spontaneous ale um, and leave it up to what comes from nature. So that I like that because I can't. Yeah. I've put restrictions in place so that I can't influence that, and I have to I have to take what comes. But the result ends up being super complex and really awesome. So yeah, which is which is very cool. Yeah. Um. So also, what um, you're talking about both sides again. Let's let's pull back to the former future side of it. What beers do you enjoy brewing the most for former future? Mm. What are your favorite types of beer? I mean, to me, brewing, the when I do brew those beers, it doesn't, to me, matter what beer it is. Like, it's almost the same process sure. um, for every beer. And so... So what kind do you normally have on tap? Um, I would say we definitely lean English style. Like, we, a lot of our house, we have a porter. Um, I mean, that's not even a search. We have, a, we have an amber, which is really like an, like an imperial mild or like a slightly less bitter ESB. Um, so that's kind of English style also. Um, and I, we have an English say, IPA. I would say that um, my favorite right now on our menu is Counting House. It's a pre-prohibition style cream ale. And I would say that that's my favorite right now because it's so... Um, cream ales are often... I mean, they shine through whatever flavor. I mean, if there's any off flavor in that beer, they will shine through... Um, and that beer is so delicious and clean and refreshing and crisp, um, and it's a hard style to brew. So I would say that's one that I'm most proud of. That's probably my favorite one to. It's not always my favorite beer to drink, um, and typically my favorite beer to drink is what's been on, like what's been away and has now come back on tap because I drink all of them all the time, and so it's like when there's something new, that's what I'm going to gravitate towards because it's different from what I've been drinking for the last three weeks or whatever. Um, but Counting House is my favorite thing to taste the end result, for sure, just because, like Sarah said, it's, there's, no, there's nothing to hide anything. And so when it comes out well, which is the only way we make it, it's kind of like it's a technical resume. And so, I mean, I go to other breweries and I ask for the lightest beer they have. And it's kind of disappointing, honestly, when they only have IPAs or they don't have a very light beer because there's no way to see their technical prowess. Um, necessarily without being able to taste something that's super light because that's ultimately some of the more difficult clean beer to make I would say sure so how many um, beers do you have that are kind of your flagship beers or don't you have any flagship three. beers three three yep. which ones are those uh, so salted caramel porter um, it's for sure one of our best sellers and it's an award winner that's not an award winner that's not an award winner oh I'm okay I take that back we won Beast and Show at the Denver Bacon and Beer Festival awesome Yes, that was, I forgot about that. Beast and Show with our uh, tiny pig skillet up on the wall. That's a trophy. That's our trophy. And it's also been, I mean, that's been featured as, <laughs> featured yeah. on TV shows and all kinds of stuff. That's very cool. Yeah, so that was listed in Bon Appetit, and then we actually just filmed a national TV show that featured that That's beer. a big deal. That's it was on yeah. Fox News. It was on Fox News website, uh, national website, um, so that was pretty cool. Awesome. Um, so that's become one that we're most well known for. And then Bella Spree is a Brett Saison. Um, that has become one of our flagships. And Second Story is our what James was just talking about, kind of our revisionist amber. Um, very, yeah, those are our three, I would say. Very cool. So what beer has surprised you the most as far as sales? Salted caramel porter. Yeah, I would say honestly yeah. salted caramel porter. We originally were going to make that as a, as a seasonal or a one-off. <laughs> that was in dip Yes. Or just being recorded live on a thing. Yeah, well, what, you know. 
Is there Go something ahead. happening? Otter's <laughs> on Thrillist. What? Yeah. Otter. We have a brewery cat when the tap room is closed, and he was on Thrillist, just right. featured. You will probably edit We'd this out. We interrupt Mitch. <laughs> Mitch is our head brewer and also chief uh, otter Instagrammer, so our cat has an Instagram. <laughs> well, hello, and Mitch. Mitch, Mitch <laughs> posts one one picture per day. Follow Otter the Brewery Cat on Instagram. Yep. Otter yes. Brewery Cat. He's famous now. <laughs> oh, you're you're good. We're we're always up for for interruptions. <laughs> good ones too. Yes. Uh, so Salt Porter. We were gonna brew that as a one to one a year, one time a year release. Yeah, one time a year, maybe like in, just in the winter. And then we did our regular porter. Year. Yeah, that's what we thought. We did the regular porter year yep. round. Now we don't make the regular porter anymore, and huh. we only do the salted caramel porter. Um, and we try to have it on year round. Uh, sometimes people drink it faster than we can make it, and the demand for wholesale for that is really high too. So we have to balance selling cakes to accounts and keeping enough here that it doesn't run out. But um, it was surprising to me for sure. I had to convince him to put that on year round. <laughs> well, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, what beer was the most difficult for you to brew? Uh, I would say Perplexity. Um, yeah, but we're redoing that now in a different way, so... Oh, we'll see. Obviously, um, this is a hard one to answer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the sours are the most difficult ones to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, right now we have Golden Feather on, and we have essentially... Former Future makes, yeah, basically, like, four sours, um... We've done one before called Twin Ruby, which is a sour red, um, Golden Feather, which is a sour blonde, um, and we do all of those in a traditional um, wooden sour, uh, you know, aged in a barrel sort of method. Um, so we don't we don't make them with this what we call steel sour, where they're kettle soured or sour mashed. Um, so they're aged, and um, so that's always that's always a difficult process because it takes a long time. Um, so let me uh, let me ask you this question, and this kind of um, sounds fitting for the name Former Future. So what's the uh, what's the future vision for Former Future? <laughs> Are you guys That's gonna have twister. yeah, right? Are you guys gonna have big old like airships flying around or <laughs> steam powered? <laughs> no, what? Uh, where do you guys see Former Future going? Um, so we really want to keep Former Future as we really want to grow it slowly and organically, locally first. Yep. Um, so ultimately, I mean, we don't, as you can tell, we don't have a lot more room in here to put more fermenters. Um, but eventually we'd like to distribute cans or bottles around Colorado, um, and keep the tap room here as it is, um, rooftop patio, five-year plan. Yes. Um, and then Black Project, uh, I mean, that, that's become James's baby, but that will become hopefully by this year... A nationally distributed brand. Not fi- not as in not as in fifty states, but as in uh, select states. select markets around the country. Awesome. So that will definitely happen before the end of this year. So again, blackproject.com. Blackprojectbeer.com. Beer.com. Yep. Blackprojectbeer.com. Excellent. So how does former future cater to families um, and pet owners, D- or, or doesn't it? Uh, we, I, you know, that's one thing that surprised me about our location here mm-hmm. is that we're in a growing neighborhood. We kind of fell into this location by happenstance. We weren't necessarily looking to be down here. Um, and now that we are here, I absolutely love this neighborhood, and I love the way it's growing and changing. Um, so with that said, we cater to all people, all ages, um, 
we have, on a typical Saturday, we have couples roll through with their kids and dogs. We have um, older couples that have only been to maybe one brewery in their whole life and they want to try something. And then we have, um, you know, groups of, you know, younger 20-somethings coming in to play a game of Cards Against Humanity or Sorry. Groups of people coming in and doing a taster flight. Yeah, taster They're doing place. a brew crawl, so they, yep. you know, they're going to four or five breweries. They're doing tasters at each one. We have a little bit of everything. Yeah. I, I love that about the state. Yeah, we're, our, you, it's difficult to say this is the typical former future taproom patron. Yeah. Um, we had somebody say. two of every brewery, I don't think. So it's pretty cool there's such a diverse well, we and we had somebody make a comment the other day about us being like a hipster bar, and while while we may look that way, I don't believe that we cater to that crowd. Because I have a beard. Because Jason makes me be a hipster. And it's I just it's just apathy and laziness. <laughs> he doesn't shower for days. Days. Exactly. So if you see the guy with the beard working here, it's yeah. probably James the owner. Yeah. Well, no, but Mitch also has a beard. Uh, In fact, every male we've ever employed here has been bearded. <laughs> Not that we have any preference for that. It's just, it turns out, people people that want to work in the beer industry that are male, a lot of them have beards. <laughs> seems to be the beer industry <laughs> altogether. Yeah. I'm going to start wearing a crocheted beard every time I work. That's fine. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. So you guys do cater to animals, though, and let animals come in? Yep. Like, um, dogs, dogs, dogs are on a leash. Dogs are welcome. Well, and if you have, like, an iguana or a parrot, those are welcome, too. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, how can Alucardo Beer help Former Future achieve your vision? Spread the good news like wildfire. <laughs> you guys are all organic, more so. I mean, organic um, ingredients, marketing, oh, marketing. marketing. Um, For the most part, yeah. I mean, so like any small brewery, you're not going to see us advertising on word, TV or radio. Yeah, word of mouth is huge. Then, yeah, is huge. for sure. Yeah, yeah so, so I, I think the biggest thing is just come in and try our beer. I'm sure that you'll like it. If you don't, let me know. And uh, if you like it, come around and tell your friends. Bring your friends back. Spread the word that way. Awesome. The best way. So, so formerfuture.com? Former-future.com. Former-future.com and blackprojectbeer.com. Exactly. Check out those two sites. Also, look for you on Facebook? Yes, both are on Facebook. Yep. Excellent. Is there anything else that we haven't discussed that you'd like to let us know? I want to tell everyone about a little tradition we have every Friday and Saturday called Cat Sabbath. Cat Sabbath. Okay. Come, come down at close, near closing time, get a beer. Which is what time uh, right now? We, so on Friday and Saturday we close at 11, so okay. come down around 10. We play cat videos and Black Sabbath until closing time. Cat YouTube videos, funny cat videos. Awesome. And Black Sabbath for the last half <laughs> That's an hour. That's my favorite part of the week. Perfect. Cat yep. Friday, Saturday is 10 o'clock. Cat Sabbath. Cat Sabbath. There you go. Former future. All right, perfect. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. And I got thank one you. more little thing that we're going to do. You guys weren't expecting this one, but we're going to go for it. I'm going to ask you a round of questions. Answer as fast as you possibly can. Who gets to answer? It's a lightning round. Both of you guys shot him out at the same time. Oh, this is going to be bad. James is really competitive. I don't think I'm going to win. So I just need everybody to know if uh, you guys were not aware of this, correct? Correct. And you guys don't know what questions I'm going to be answering you, correct? No, correct. Nope. My stopwatch here, and we're going to go for this lightning round of questions. Now the brewery that has the fastest answers, oh, uh, Alcaro Beer is going to do something special for you all at the end of the year. Sweet. Yes. Presents? Stop presents? Everybody likes presents. Alright. 
So what we're going to do is I'm going to, as soon as I start reading, you're going to start answering. You guys ready? Yep. Yes. All right. Most difficult beer you've ever made? Perplexity. Why? Because it's 100% bread IPA. Do you prefer cans or bottles? Bottles. Favorite beer in the world? Tilking Goose. Best brewery in the world? There isn't one. Best brewer in the world? There isn't one. <laughs> Home brewing or commercial brewing? What's more fun? Commercial brewing. How often does former future have to kick someone out because they're too drunk? Twice, ever. Define the word co-opetition. Co-opetition. Uh, it's competitive cooperation. What is so great about beer? It tastes good. In the bottles on the of the wall song, what comes after 57 bottles of beer on the wall? 56 bottles of beer on the wall. In the movie Strange Brew, what did Doug and Bob claim to have found in a beer bottle? A mouse. A mouse. Excellent. You guys were 56-9. You got it. You got it right. Sweet. Thank you, guys. Are we, are we the record holders right now? You guys, I will have... You guys are going to have to look that up on the website because we're going to post that on the website. I don't know. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> too many, right? I, uh, you think I'd know that, but... I, I need to know I'm so competitive. <laughs> I want to crush you, locavore. Just you, kidding, we, we really like We like it. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Just in this thing, it's all right. Co-opetition. Would you guys like to, uh, would you like to go over any of the lightning questions as to why you answered what you did answer? Sure. Uh, yeah. were there any, were there any answers that you wanted to just go in and... Um, yeah, I, so I don't, define. I don't think that there's a best brewery or best brewer in the world, uh, or best beer, best brewery in the world, uh, whatever they were, I wasn't, I'm, I'm so frazzled right now. Um... <laughs> I don't think it is. I think that there's Back so much, it. there's so much about, um, personal preference. And there's a lot of really good breweries in the world. And so to say, I mean, I, sh I for sure have probably couldn't even list the one, but I have favorite breweries mm -hmm. and I have favorite beers. Sure. Um, as I was, I was able to come up with one pretty quick. Um, it's but I don't, like I wouldn't say that they're best because <coughs> what I like is not, there's, Definitely ones that are not the best, mm -hmm. but to say that of all the really good breweries, one is best. Um, well, it's like it, I think beer is like arts, art, right? So what who's I who's the best is, painter? Right. So what I think is <laughs> right? a really great painting, you might think looks like crap. Yeah. You know. Um, and I mean, I look at Van Gogh's stuff, and I'm like, I could totally do that. He's not that good. I could do that. <laughs> but I mean, clearly, I couldn't because <laughs> I'm making beer, not paintings. Yeah. You know. All right, perfect. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'd like to thank Sarah and James from Former Future Brewing. Remember to check out our website, ilovecoloradobeer.com, and get your beer gear, as well as listen to our podcast. Thank you, Colorado.